thank you. So today we're starting, or I guess we're not starting, we're continuing our foundation series. Again, we're simply taking a step back, looking at the basics of the faith, because I've noticed that we just do this, we complicate the walk with Jesus, we complicate our faith. Uh, man, I'm around people all the time that just complicate the hay out of this thing. So I want to take a time out, a pause, take a step back, and we're going to simplify things just a little bit. I hope you enjoyed last week. Wasn't that good? Right? On the Bible, on the Word of God. I loved last week. I love the Word of God. I love reading the Word of God. It brings me so much comfort, so much joy, so much life. You can take everything else. I want the Word of God. I'm so thankful for God's Word and its willingness to speak to me and to help me. Now, today's topic is a pretty big deal. I'd say it's a really big deal for us at LifeSpring. In fact, Pastor Laura did it four times in just that ten minutes that she was up here. And that topic is, of course, prayer. Everybody say prayer. If you come to LifeSpring, get used to it. Prayer. Like if you've been to LifeSpring for any amount of time, you know how important prayer is to us, you're going to see people praying in the parking lot. You're going to see people praying in the kitchen, on the stage, in the rows, in the cars, in the living rooms, in the grocery stores, at the gas station. Just prayer, prayer, prayer. You know why? Because we believe in the power of prayer. At least I do. And anyone that wants to be on that train with me, come along. Because there is power in prayer. Does anyone come to you? prayer? If they don't, maybe you need to pray more powerful prayers because people are coming to me all the time. Every day, multiple people a day come to me asking me to pray for them because I believe the prayers of a righteous man are what? Powerful and effective. That can be yours too if you just believe it in the name of Jesus. In fact, a dear friend of mine, Pastor Wendy Taylor. Remember Pastor Wendy Taylor? She was the pastor over at at, um, the Presbyterian Church in town, Mission Woods. Well, she texted me just a couple of days ago. She said, Dan, I know you're a praying man, so please pray for my son, Philip. He's in the ICU with COVID. They've just intubated him early this morning. He's not doing well. Dan, please pray that Jesus will spare him and heal him. I'm beyond words for what this is, but God brought you to mind, and I know you believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. She believes in the power of prayer. In fact, the next morning, this is what she texted to me. She said, got a call from the doc that Philip's potassium levels are dangerously high and his kidneys are failing. God, act now to do a miracle in Philip. Let this be a testimony to everyone who now has eyes on Philip that you, Jesus Christ, stand victorious over every principality and power over life and death. Let this be Philip's testimony, the miracle that you will do in his body, in his life. Jesus, we believe that there are no limits to what you can do. None. So Jesus Christ, by your power and in your name, we cry out that Philip will be healed. Amen. Dan, cry out to God with me. Update, Friday afternoon, she texts me, answered a prayer, just got off the phone with the ICU. He's on a little less oxygen this morning. No need for dialysis this morning. Renal function significantly improved. He's maintaining his own blood pressure. They stopped giving him that medication. The issue that required them to put the two chest tubes in his chest is now resolved. Praise Jesus. And I know many of you are praying for Kathy Haggard. Uh, Stephen let us know she was hanging on by a thread. That was his own words. Uh, She's sick in the hospital with COVID. And I know that you are praying. And the last update we got was that things are going better. 
uh, with Kathy. We believe in the power of prayer. Lord Jesus, right now, we pray life over Philip and Kathy. Life, not death. Life. Your life, Lord. Your life, Lord. That COVID and all its destruction would be done in the name of Jesus. Any way that it's trying to steal life, it would be done right now in the name of Jesus. You have given us power and authority to pray in your name. And we ask right now in the name of Jesus, the name above all names, that they would be healed. Let it be. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. In fact, I I believe so much in the power of prayer. It's not even a thing that I strive for anymore. I just expect it. If you've ever received, I know many of you are the same way. If you've ever received a touch from the Lord when someone prayed for you, would you just raise your hand and then look around, look around, hold them up high and look around again. Life spring. You can put them down. We are a believing church. We believe in the power of prayer. But you know what, church? I, I was thinking about this this week and it was really stirring my heart. Even with how much influence prayer has had on my personal life. And by the way, I didn't start that way. But as much as it's changed my life and and, and grown in my life, as much as this church has grown in prayer, again, we didn't start that way. But as much as we've grown in this area, I don't know about you, but I want to grow deeper. 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 I I want to go quicker to prayer. I want to go sooner to, to prayer. I want to believe in my gut. In the power of prayer. You know who most of the people that I know that don't believe in the power of prayer? It's people who have been Christians the longest, which is crazy to me. Because I got a track record of a thousand prayers that the Lord has answered. And yet some of the most negative words I hear are from Christians who have been Christians for a long time. But I'm not listening to them. I'm listening to the Word of God. And it tells me that I can ask anything in the name of Jesus and He will do it. That's what I believe. That's what I want for my life. That's what I want for your life as well. That's what I want for this church We need to be praying. All of us need to be praying. This is a team sport, by the way. We need every person seeking the face of God. If you've never knelt before, kneel. If you've never wailed before, wail. If you've never fasted before, fast. Pray to the Lord. Humble yourself and pray to God. Your family needs it. Your friends need it. Our politicians need it. Our nation, this world, needs it. It's time for everyone to get on board to begin praying powerful and effective prayers in the mighty name of Jesus. In fact, before we even get going, put it up on the screen. Let's pray it as Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, you know what? This topic, just like the Bible and all the other topics we're talking about this month, we can get a little confused about what prayer is all about. We overcomplicate it, right? At the most basic level, we got to hear this, church. It is a conversation with God. If you're taking notes, write that down. Prayer is a conversation with God. I just heard Jeremy say this last night at our Fredrickson service, that prayer is a conversation with God. Now, there's different kinds of prayers. I would encourage you, sign up for the prayer course that Grace Nagy and me uh, and I teach. Uh, We will be doing next level classes. I think it's going to be one of the classes we teach in the fall. You're going to learn about different 
types of prayer. Also, I think we're going to do a class in the spring on unanswered prayers, which I'm really excited about. Please sign up for that one as well. It's kind of a level two on the prayer course. But prayer, more than anything, is a conversation with God. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. It definitely doesn't have to be really long or elaborate. More than anything with prayer, just remember this. First, get a smile on your face that God loves you. Relax. He loves you. He's for you. He's not up in heaven shaking his head. just doing. No, he loves you. He delights in you. In fact, he literally sent his son to die for you. That's how much he loves you. So just could you breathe in his presence? Relax in his presence. Enjoy his presence. He loves you. He wants to be with you. And when you pray to the Lord, you are talking to him. You're talking to him. Some of you don't believe that, but it's true. See, because of Jesus, when you pray in the name of Jesus, uh, the name of Jesus. See, when you're praying in the name of Jesus, you don't have to hope that God somewhere out there in the distance is hearing your prayers, that it somehow gets through the ceiling and through the clouds and through the atmosphere to wherever God might be. You don't have to worry about that at all. In fact, because of Jesus, do we know what Jesus did for us, right? Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, Jesus, he actually brought us back to the Father. We're we're told that we're reconciled back to God so that you can pray in a way that you can trust. Not only is God close to you, but literally He's living inside of you by the power of the Holy Spirit so you can have this conversation with God, relaxing in His presence, sitting with the Lord, where you can be confident that every word that is spoken, every word that comes out of your mouth, He hears every word. And that is so powerful to me. I want you to feel that today. Some of you need to grow in your prayer life today. In fact, whatever you came in with, some of you just got to lay that down. Don't even try to add anything to that. That just needs to be burned up and let something fresh and new happen today. Because God wants to be with you, have a conversation with you. He wants to be close to you, living inside of you, and he wants to talk with you. Anybody else want that today? Come on. Prayer. It's found throughout the Bible, right? We got it in the Old Testament. We got it in the New Testament. But one of my favorite things, because I'm all about Jesus and all my eggs are in one basket and Jesus changes everything. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm the Jesus guy, right? One of my favorite things about prayer is guess who talks a lot about prayer? That's the right answer. Jesus. Jesus. Right before that Lord's Prayer that we all just prayed, this is Matthew chapter 6. Jesus has a pretty awesome teaching on prayer. Listen to what he says. I have a hunch this might encourage a couple of you today. Verse 5. He says, when you pray. Everybody say, when you pray. Right? When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues. Over at those street corners that they might be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. But when you pray, when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, pray to your father who's in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And notice, beginning of verses 5, beginning of verses 6, 
in the beginning of verses 7. I kind of emphasize this, right? I put an emphasis on, 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 on those words that it was when you pray. Did anyone catch that? So it wasn't if you pray, right? Come on, right? Tracking with me? It's not if you pray, it's when you pray. He's just taking that for granted. If you're a Christian, if you're walking the Christian life, guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to be praying, right? Don't try to live without it. Prayer is not that optional add-on to your faith. It's not like paying the extra money for the extra shrimp on your salad. No, church, it's the salad. It's foundational stuff. When you pray. When you pray, go into your room. Some translations say inner room. Some translations say closet. He goes, go in there, whatever that is, and then shut the door. And pray to your father who's in secret. By the phrase, shut the door, he doesn't mean that you always literally have to find that inner room or that closet. Now, if you want to pray in your closet, that's great. My closet's a mess. Like, good luck getting into my closet. But, but if you want to do that, that's fine. But you've got to hear this. What Jesus wants us to get out of that statement is mentally think about what happens when you go into the closet. Right? Think about it. When you go into that inner room and you shut the door behind you, what are you doing? You're shutting out everything else. Right? You're going in and you're shutting the door. You're shutting out everything else. Why? Because you're dedicating time. You're so in love with God. Anybody in love with God today? You're so in love with your maker that you have set apart this time and this space solely for the one who had made you. And in the name of Jesus, you can be with him, completely focused on him. And so when you pray, don't let anything else interfere. Shut the door. That means, Dan, you can't be thinking about the Mariners or the Olympics or the stock market. Why are you even thinking about the stock market? You don't have any money. Don't be thinking about what's for Dan. Oh, but I love dinner. Dan, stop thinking about dinner. But I know what my wife is. I can smell it even in the closet. And it smells really good. No, you stop focusing on that, Dan. You focus on me. We focus on the Lord. When was the last time, church, you dedicated all of yourself of prayer like that where you went in I'm going, I'm going into the secret place I'm going into the inner room I'm going into the clo- I'm closing the door because it's all about me and the Lord when was the last time you prayed like that I just wrote this on Facebook this week I said that God was reminding me earlier today Dan don't just talk about prayer don't just think about prayer don't just preach about prayer don't just teach about prayer But Dan, actually pray. In the name of Jesus, pray. And I wrote, I'm praying today. I'm praying today. When was the last time you said that? You know what? I'm praying today. I'm going to a place where I can shut the door. And it's just me and God. Now, I'll admit it. When I'm praying, I do get easily distracted. Anybody else get easily distracted when you're praying? Absolutely. Now, I used to think when in college, I always thought this was such a bad thing. But now I'm not so sure because I've noticed something. When I start praying, the distractions often go like this, right? Just like, Lord Jesus, thank you so much. And then, oh, that's right. So-and-so had surgery today. I should give them a call. And then, oh, Lord Jesus, I just want to praise you. Oh, that's right. So-and-so just lost their job. I should text them. Right? You know what I'm talking about? And so actually some of my most impactful moments of encouraging other people, of speaking into other people's lives, happens during my prayer time. 
In fact, that just happened yesterday with two of you. And both of you, when I texted you, you said, wow, that came at just the right time. That just literally happened to two of you yesterday. And so I would say it this way. Instead of blaming the devil on all the distractions, again, that's what I did in college, like, Satan, get behind me. Actually, what if some of those are holy distractions? You ever had a holy distraction before? Now, I'm not saying all of them are. Some of them are just, yeah, Taco Bell. And yeah, I get that. Like some of them are just distractions. But maybe some of them are actually things that the Lord is bringing to mind as you spend time with him. I want you to consider that next time you pray. And and now, again, use discernment. Only you know what is of God and what isn't of God, what's from the Lord, what's a uh, holy distraction, what's just an earthly distraction. But I want you to think about that the next time you pray. So again, Jesus says, when you pray, go into your closet, shut the door, and pray to your Father. Now, all of you in love with Jesus, aren't you excited to try this out? I mean, just hearing me talk gets you excited about praying, doesn't it? Because you love the Lord so much and you love spending that time with him. Even hearing me talk, you're like, oh, I cannot wait to have that prayer time again with my father. So it's private time between you and God. We see this model throughout scripture. We know Jesus, even Jesus went to a solitary place. He prayed to his father. It's very biblical, very foundational to our faith. Now, we also get times when we pray in public, kind of like what we're doing today, when we pray together. The disciples, do you know that they prayed together? Often they prayed together. There's this great scene. Peter and John, they're being interrogated by some guys, the Sanhedrin. So you got the rulers, you got the elders, you got the teachers of the law, you got the high priest. They're all there and they're just grilling Peter and John with question after question. You remember why they're asking them all the questions? Because there's a guy who's been healed and they want to know what is this all about. But then they release them. And this is what the Bible tells us. Verse 23, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them when they heard this they raised their voices together in what in prayer to god raised their voices together in prayer to god later in verse 31 it says after they prayed the place where they were meeting it was shaken and they were all filled with the holy spirit and they all spoke the word of god boldly man i love it when i'm in a room full of people where I just know that it's a room of prayer, where it's a room full of people that just want to go in and dive in deep. Like the room just begins to shake. Amen. By the way, I I thought I'd let you know this as well. It's totally okay for us all to be praying at the same time. I love what you did there, Laura, where you had us all kind of talking at the same time. That's absolutely powerful. You kind of see that even in this scene. Um, And remember, you can do that because... When we're praying, so like if Laura and I were up here and we were praying, remember, Laura isn't praying to me and I'm not praying to Laura. Who are we praying to? We're praying to God, right? So we can all pray to God all at the same time. And guess who's big enough to receive it all at the same time? It's God. That, by the way, get to Ghana with me. It's my, one of my favorite parts about Ghana is they, they do this so well over there. Everyone, all together, passionately, loudly. You think I'm loud? Come on. Oh, that's why I love Ghana. They like to dance. They like to scream. And then I'm here. I'm like... No, I love it. And they're just, and they're shouting and they're screaming with passion and with just fervent prayer. They're crying out to the Lord. And it's this massive, collective cry and praise and prayer to the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Because goosebumps just thinking about it. Now, in our culture, we like to take turns. 
And that's okay. God loves our culture. Praise the Lord. We take turns. That's fine. But I would also just add this as someone who's been in a lot of prayer circles. Let's just remember. I'm going to say this gently. But let's just remember we're praying, not preaching. Because <laughs> I think you've been in enough prayer circles where sometimes it sounds like you're praying at someone instead of praying to God. And point three of my prayer, if Johnny would just get to church. <laughs> we're praying to God. <laughs> remember, prayers, conversation with God. Adam and Eve, right at the beginning, they talked. To God. And God talked to them. Even when we're praying for one another, we're still praying to God. Now, during our prayer with others, I will also add this. When you're praying with others, you can receive a word of knowledge or some other prophetic word. You ever had that happen where it's a word from God and now we're praying and it's a word from God for another person. And so now you feel like you should share that with that other person. And so that happens sometimes in prayer. But for the most part, remember, it's a conversation with God. In fact, since you're in the front row, I'll make you come on up. Pete, let's have you come up on stage. Welcome, Pete Wilmot, to the stage. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pray for you, Pete. Awesome. Lord, I, I thank you for Pete. I thank you that in this moment you, you love him, you adore him, that everything he's walking through, all the stresses and the craziness of life, you see it all. And I just feel like even Pete in this moment, he wants you to know that he sees how faithful you've been. When you've felt like maybe you wanted to run or wanted to throw up your hands and just give up, he's seen your tenacity to never quit. And I think the Lord just wants to speak that as much as you will never quit on him, he's saying, Pete, I will never quit on you. So Lord God, just strengthen this mighty man of God right now. Strengthen him. Build him up in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. How was that? Was awesome. uh, amen. Praise the Lord. Give it up for Pete. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. So prayer can be private. It can be with two people like we just did, three people. It can be corporate, together. But then I want to take this one step further because it's always fun to take it one step further. It's kind of getting the screwdriver in, but then you just turn it up a notch. It's a conversation with God. But can we just admit that many of us are not having very good conversations with God? Well, how mean of you to say that, Pastor Dan? Well, let's just be honest. A lot of us are doing a lot of talking, but not so much listening. And I, I'm right there with you. I mean, we all do this, right? We, we say that conversation is a two-way street, but let's be honest, many of us are on a one-way highway. We give God this long list of all the things we're praying for, all the things we're asking for, all the things that we need, asking in the name of Jesus, amen, and we never allow him to respond. But Billy Graham says it simply that it's a two-way conversation between you and and God. Two-way street, church. Two-way street. But again, many of us aren't very good at that. And again, we all do this. Here's a little funny video to prove my point, and then I'll come back up. Hey, Jesus. Sorry I'm late. Work was crazy today. No, don't get up. It's okay. Yeah, just got a little bit behind. People are being crazy, you know. That's no problem, Chuck. I'm just glad. No, I'm glad I made it, too. Listen, let's get down to business. I have a lot of work here. A lot of requests. First things first, Pastor and his wife are in a conference. Keep them safe. Um, I'm not a fan of the assistant pastor. The less he preaches, the better. Uh, what else? Ralph, his wife, is getting a tattoo removed. It's a stupid college party. Way back. 
I'm not a fan of football here, but my friend is. And if I could have two tickets to take him to show him how cool I am so he'd be my friend some more, that'd be great. My dog Nibbles has a gimp leg. Jiminy crickets. You know, now that I'm thinking, I could use a new jacket. I'm getting fuzzies all on this one. Please bless my sister, my mother, my father. Our father who art in heaven, my neighbor, Cindy, hallowed be thy name. Can you sort of train my church to clap on two and four, please? One and three, this is not disco, people. This is serving the Lord. The guy who brings in my shopping cart from the thing, something I can do to get a raise. Can you read what I wrote here? I think I was, I was dreaming. Plus the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Agriculture, the Secretary of Secretaries, bless their secretaries. Thy kingdom, thy kingdom come. And that's what bothers me about my mother. Hey, look at the time there. That's, uh, it's, uh, gotta get going there. Jesus gonna wrap this up and say amen. Amen. Uh, it's been a pleasure praying with you. It's fine evening. I'll be talking with you. Have a good day. So funny. So funny. Lifespring, can we commit to growing in our prayer life today? Again, a two-way conversation with the lover of your soul, the one who wants to be with you, the one who wants to spend time with you. I don't care what I'm going through. You're going to see a smile on my face. Have you noticed that? Even if I'm going through the heaviest things, because there's just something about being in the sweet presence of God, and He begins to change my heart. He begins to change my mind. He gives me an eternal perspective on things. And I've said this a thousand times, but He even sometimes gives me joy with tears in my eyes. Can we grow in this, so that it's not just on Sundays, it's not just even once a day, but it would be a lifestyle, right? There's so many scriptures that talk about it being a lifestyle. First Thessalonians 5 says, pray continually. Romans 12 says, be faithful in prayer. Luke 18, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He says, always pray and never give up. Colossians 4, 2 says, devote yourselves to prayer. Philippians 4, 6, we all know this one, right? Don't be anxious about anything, but with every situation, by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. With thanksgiving, present those requests to God. It's not our last resort. It's our first response. A lifestyle of prayer. We must take everything to the Lord in prayer. It's a powerful weapon. Did you know it's a powerful and effective weapon? It's not just a poster or a cute song or a bumper sticker. It's a powerful, effective weapon in the arsenal of a follower of Jesus Christ. Victorious in Him. Abundant in Him. All as we pray to Him. Now, before I close, I, I want to give us a few minutes. We're, we're going to actually spend some time praying to God. And, and this is some individual time with the Lord. I, I'd ask Braden to put a timer up on the screen. Ryan, if you'd come up and just play some background music. We're going to spend five minutes individually, quietly praying to the Lord. I don't know what you're going through. I have a hunch it's a lot. I bet you got some serious stuff going on in your life. And so we're going to dedicate this time, these five minutes, for a two-way conversation between you and the Lord.
If you've never done something like this before, I just want to give you some ideas uh, to help you in this process. Again, we want to strip it down to where it's as simple as possible. I don't want to confuse anyone here. Uh, If you need uh, things to pray about, just begin to thank the Lord. Prayer uh, of thanksgiving is so powerful. If you say, well, I have nothing to thank Him for, well, thank Him for today. Thank Him for your breath. Thank Him for your eyes. Thank Him for your hands. Thank Him for this church. Thank Him for the seat. Thank Him for the breakfast you had today. Thank Him for the clothes that you have. Thank Him for the roof that's over your head. Thank the Lord today. Some of you just begin to intercede for others. Again, pray for our leaders. Pray for your family, your friends. Petition the Lord. Ask Him according to His will. Again, John 14, 14, Jesus says, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Pray to the Lord. Ask for things. Pray for healing. Again, many of you, you need healing or you know someone in your life that needs healing. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. The healer is here. We're a four-square church. Jesus, the healer. That's one of the four squares. Jesus, the healer. Pray for that healing. Pray for provision. Some of you, you, you know that you need help. You, you need provision. Pray to the Lord. Pray to God. Pray to the great provider. And then if none of that works for you, well, then pray for open doors to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Pray that you could be a part of the great harvest. Pray that you could be a part of the good news of Jesus Christ just radically spreading to the Pacific Northwest. So those are some opportunities for you. I'll leave that up on... Actually, I'm not going to leave it up on the screen, but we're going to put the timer up on the screen. And then when when it's up, I'm going to come back up. But just... I know we love the Lord. We hunger for this time. Let's use this time with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
while I'm praying, maybe even some emotions would come out. And I just to encourage you that the Lord is a safe place for uh, all that you are. Father, we give you praise today. We lift your name up and give you glory. Father, we are the sheep of your pasture. You have gathered us together in one small little flock. We are here for your glory. We thank you for what you've said to us today. We thank you for the word. We thank you for what you're saying to us even now. And we glorify you for it, Father. I lift up this congregation to you right now, this small flock you brought together. I lift them up right now. And uh, I just ask you, Father, that the enemy has been beating on this congregation. They've been beating on the people of your flock. And, Father, I come against that right now in the name of Jesus. I cast you down, enemy. I cast you down. I step on your feet like the serpent that you are. Step on your head. Father, I just thank you for this congregation and the way you're going through it. Father, I know that you have great things in store for this congregation. I know that you're busy working even now with each and every person in here. And I know that's why he's coming against us so hard. And Father, I thank you for every single person that's in here. And I ask a special blessing upon them as they pray and as they and as they speak to you and as they seek you, that you would return that that interest and that you would let them know that you that they are very, very important in your eyes. I just thank you, Father, for this opportunity that you've given us to gather together, this opportunity you've given us to spend this last five minutes just alone seeking you in prayer. And I just give you praise and glory for it. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Can we pray as Jesus taught his disciples to pray? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever.